lady, you are talking about a man from Russia. Like, the only thing this man cares about is more than likely vodka and bears. <laughs> Welcome back to the Bromar Show. This is a show where we talk about trending things in internet culture and also living life as a guy in his 20s. I am your host and go ahead and make sure you follow the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Play. And also make sure you go ahead and follow the podcast on social media, which is at The Bromar Show on Instagram. And well, we already know what's uh, pretty much trending right now. And that happens to be the whole entire Ukraine versus Russia situation, which I'll go more into detail here in just a couple moments. We'll have a discussion about that. But first, I'd like to apologize for not putting out episodes these last three weeks uh, since I've just been coming off from the Valentine's Day busyness. And then along with that, since I started the whole entire um, playthrough thing on YouTube, it's actually eaten a lot of my time away just because most of the playthroughs I do are about an hour. And that's typically how much it takes me for me to produce the Bromar show. And with that, it actually gave me a lot of appreciation, more appreciation towards uh, streamers because... Let me tell you, this is actually harder than I thought. And mind you, I'm actually doing this like pre-recorded. Like I'm basically recording and saving these clips and then uploading them later. Imagine doing this live. Um, Man, it's really tough. And I got to say to the game streamers out there, I mean, props to you. Keep doing what you're doing because I find this difficult for me. Just because um, the fact is, is that you really have to do a lot of like... um preparation before you do your one hour live stream and i know some streamers do it for seven hours but man for me doing it for an hour is pretty challenging like you really have to find a way to keep your audience engaged and again this is me doing a recording and you have to because i know there's times where i just pause for five minutes you don't hear anything coming from me because i'm just so immersed in whatever i'm playing and then another thing that's been challenging is okay the thing is I think you have to have like a direction in each stream. Uh, And sometimes you kind of just go off topic or kind of go off road instead of, for example, you want to progress to the main storyline in the game and you end up just going through the side quests instead. (laughs) Going through side quests, uh, trying to obtain everything. And, um, you know, that's kind of like the challenging part about this uh, situation is just kind of keeping yourself organized and also keeping your audience engaged at the same time especially when it is a game you actually enjoy and that's actually what i find challenging about this um so this actually opened my eyes in regards to being a game streamer and that is that man it's really it's not as easy as a lot of people say it is in fact uh you do have to put a little bit more work into it that is uh, preparing for it, like doing show prep. And that's kind of like what radio is about too. You got to do show prep too. But you also have to have like an outline, a plan of what you're going to do during that stream. Like you pretty much have to have a format. And I know with the streams I've done, or not streams, but recordings that I've done, like there really isn't that much of a format. It's just me playing through wherever I dropped off and whatnot. And I know with some streamers, they... They have a certain direction for each episode or live stream. And they have an outline for each of their live streams. So now the question is, am I going to keep doing this playthrough thing? I I may try to finish it, but am I going to do future ones? I don't know. 
Maybe, maybe not. I think what I'm going to end up doing is just record the entire playthrough, have it up for a certain amount of time, and then edit all of them down into... I don't know if I can do all of them, but I'll probably just end up uh, removing them and then uploading the clips somewhere else, editing the important ones down. Um, Just because I also see what kind of direction I can take in with the YouTube channel. Like, I can probably make it an art channel too, since I've actually... Uh, if you haven't checked out my art on uh, Slushy Art, like I think there's some improvement there. And that's where I think uh, I'm probably going to just start taking off there. And the whole entire gaming thing, I gave it a try. It may not, it may not be the main core thing, but if there's a game that I find interesting, I'll upload videos and clips of it. And then um, from there, you decide whether you want to play the game or not. That way, I know some people watch the entire game stream like the entire story of it at least. And I think what I'm going to do, I'm probably just not going to do that. I'm just going to condense it somehow or I'm just going to put the best of. But I don't know about the gaming part. But I will say this though. I did say that I was working on a little documentary for like uh, the Pokemon series game. Sort of like a docu-series. Um, but this could be a good thing to add to it. I may do, uh, I may play through other Pokemon games too, but I think I'm going to take my sweet time with that just because, again, I know how much time it eats away. And knowing Pokemon, one of the best franchises I've actually played through, I get really invested in it no matter how old or how new the game is. Well, maybe if it's Sword and Shield, I won't, but um, if it was like older games, may actually take a little more time and uh, enjoy them and whatnot. So uh, that's pretty much the update I had in regards to that. So, as you all know, the thing that's trending on the internet right now happens to be the Ukraine slash Russia situation. And uh, let me just tell you, like, it has brought out the worst of people on the internet because... So, you know how some celebrities take a break from the internet because of mental health issues and all that mess? Well, I also took a break from slash the internet slash the podcast because of, well... It's not necessarily like mental health because mentally I'm fine right now. Like I'm I'm good. Um, but it was just like I went on the internet and man, you just have no idea. Like the type of stupidity some of these people came up with just so they could get the little clout chase from <laughs> I can't believe like you could get clout chase from like a conflict. Like that's kind of sad. Like some people actually took this as an opportunity to clout chase during a conflict. I guess maybe I am sort of doing the same thing too since I'm talking about it. But then again, this is a podcast where we talk about trading things on the internet. So essentially it is a form of clout chasing, but it kind of is our job to clout chase. (laughs) Uh, But jumping back into the topic, as you know, the conflict between Russia and Ukraine, some people like to call it World War III or it's about to be World War III. I don't think it's going to jump that way. I think it's just a shift in superpowers. That's what I call it. So essentially, let me just give you the brief rundown of just the Ukraine versus Russia thing. So essentially, Russia, they place sanctions in this country. And knowing Russia, it's like, look, listen, we need those resources and you put sanctions on us. We're not going to do that. So we still want those resources. So we're going to get them ourselves. And... Ukraine happened to be one of the countries that have those resources. Now, they wanted to attempt the same thing they did with Belarus, but uh, Ukraine declined. And so Russia was like, okay, cool. We'll just come in and take them then. And um, now we are where we're at. 
And majority of this is also NATO's fault because NATO was the one that was kind of protecting Ukraine or kind of was for Ukraine. But now that Russia invaded in, it's like, oh, yeah, uh, I forgot to tell you, we don't have the power to do anything. So, uh, I mean, we just tell Russia, hey, please back down. But that's about it. So essentially like the United Nations, like the UN. (laughs) But uh, the situation was a little more complex than people thought. Um, since no country can actually help Ukraine, really. I mean, the United States can, but um, if the United States does, it's... I just don't think it'll benefit the United States. In fact, it'll probably lose a lot of soldiers in the process. And um, I probably should also mention, because of this conflict, you're going to see a rise in gas prices... Rise in prices all over the board now. And, I mean, with inflation, like, it's going to be... Oh, man. Um, I guess the U.S. has... If the U.S. wants to really slow down inflation, they have no choice but to go to war. They have to. Because there's just a lot of money that was printed. And, um, honestly, never mind. We're screwed. <laughs> the United States is screwed. Because if they go to war, guess what needs to happen? Print more money for the war. And uh, we're like roughly about $30 trillion. And here's the thing. I know conspiracy theorists, they kind of, you know, they're kind of iffy about this. But one thing I'll actually believe them in is if they happen to go around 36 or $37 trillion, that's when shit will hit the fan for sure. Um, But maybe the, the in order for... And this is business school Bromar coming out here. Um, I, yeah, I went to a university for a business degree, so I, I kind of I kind of see where this is going. So in order for inflation to be reduced, typically you have to increase the production or the GDP. I think that's how it works. Or at least I remember how it works. So production has to go up and well, with war, definitely production will go up. And uh, that's why it's so tricky right now to increase production because there's really nobody to work. Nobody wants to work. Like, uh, government already handed out a lot of stimulus checks. Uh, unemployment, um, I wouldn't say it's an all-time high, but people are definitely claiming unemployment like crazy and still are and will be for a while. And a lot of people are shifting to working from home. So a lot of the applicants, they're applying for jobs they can work from home from. And... I'm actually low-key thinking about the same thing, too. But it's got to be a job that, of course, uh, it's very chillaxed, you know. It's not monitoring everything I'm doing. It's like, all right, cool. Uh, Show me evidence that you clocked in, you clocked out, and that you did something. And then claim your hours. Uh, At least, Honestly, you working from home is costing us less than coming in and working at our office. So, um, I mean, you do whatever. (laughs) Um, But, yeah. Jumping back into the Russia conflict, I know getting off board here because it does have its effects and a lot of it does have to do with the outside factors. You know, the fact that the U.S. placed sanctions on them and it's like, all right, cool. Uh, We don't want to deal with your sanctions, so we're just going to take over this country that actually has what we're looking for. And uh, that's essentially what it is right now. And honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if China did the same thing with Taiwan. And I know that was a talk over the summer about uh, China saying that Taiwan isn't a real country. And, you know, now that uh, they they made that statement, it's like, oh, yeah, you're not a real country. We'll make you one by us 
evading you. And uh, there you go. You know, congratulations. You're you're now a Chinese country. <laughs> you're now a part of China. I imagine that's going to happen over the summer. So, um, I mean, that's kind of like the brief rundown of what's going on with Russia and how it's going to affect it and what could be next. Now, again, this is just me. Um, it wasn't. What was it called? Predicting. There was another term for it, but I forgot. Anyway, so. Now we're going to talk about the stupidity that's going on on the internet in regards to people taking advantage of this Russia situation. There was some actor, I have to look it up, um, in which basically gave a speech about if I was Putin's mother, like, I would love him so much, would give him so much love. And it's like, lady, you are talking about a man from Russia. Like, the only thing this man cares about is more than likely vodka and bears. <laughs> like, you're not... Giving him all this love is not going to change his mind about evading. And obviously, it's funny because it's always the same demographics. Always some 30-year-old actress. I'm not sure if she has kids or not, but uh, she's not bad looking. I'll say that. Definitely fits my type. (laughs) But uh, yeah, it's like, haven't heard from this lady at all. It's like, I don't know who she is. I mean, not bad looking. Definitely my type. But like, why is she doing this? (laughs) She'd probably be more attractive if she just didn't say that, honestly. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Basically, just said all that mess just so, um, you know, for clout. Just because it was trending. Just like I'm doing here. But except that we're kind of providing value to this. At least I educated you what was going on in Russia. And also the effects of that whole situation. But, obviously, that lady did that for clout. And then, you have the OnlyFans chicks that are... Providing all of these discounts because of Ukraine. Now, luckily, I think I've seen a lot of smart people put these people in their place, though. So I will say I'm glad that there's actually still a majority of you that are smart enough to, like, tell these OnlyFans chicks to F off and, like, stop taking advantage of the situation. I think at this point, these OnlyFans chicks are convincing guys to go ahead and order some mail-in Russian slash Ukrainian brides. So... <laughs> Uh, they're probably at a discount too, so honestly, that would be a better a better route. And <laughs> this might be like a ninety day fee on city situation right here. Which, by the way, I haven't even watched in a while. I haven't gotten with the co op group in a while to watch. But nonetheless, uh, a lot of people are acting pretty dumb in regards to this. You also have models that are in Ukraine slash Russia who had their uh, OnlyFans account shut down and they can't claim their money to get the hell out so now they're screwed so uh man yeah what a time to be alive oh lord there was another one. Oh, lana Rhodes. here's the thing i probably should have talked about this in a different segment but she basically did a little bit of an nft scam and look i i know nfts like in its beginner stages so i can see where you know scams are likely but there actually are some projects that are good uh the whole lana Rhodes thing that that was a complete scam like it scammed i think 2.5 million dollars or that's how much she's worth i don't know but she scammed a lot of people for it and uh she got a lot of backlash and then she tried to blame the shift on the youtuber and then trying to say well you should focus more on the russia situation because there's obviously people in need there so i'm not sure why you're going after me and it's like lady you you gotta be kidding me like if you don't know who Lana Rhodes is, I talked about it on my podcast before and you probably would recognize her if you've seen her on some very interesting movies slash films. And also she happens to be a couch enthusiast slash bedroom enthusiast. Um, and she's 
does a pretty darn good job, apparently. Um, And knowing that she happens to be an adult film star, she's obviously going to make a lot of money on an NFT and just not put and go forth with the effort. Like, (laughs) oh, and it was kind of like, it wasn't even a good project. It was called, I think, uh, I don't know what it was called. It was basically drawings slash artwork of her in like the same pose. I mean, if it was like different poses, maybe, but I don't know. So there you have the whole entire uh, Russia situation and my opinion about it. Basically, Russia has sanctions because of that. They can't get resources, so they went ahead and invaded another country for them. A lot of countries can't do a lot, even the United States, so the invasion is going to be successful more than likely. Some people are saying that Ukraine's holding off pretty well, but um, they also have to realize like Russia wants to capture Ukraine. They don't want to get rid of it. They want to capture whatever resources it has, and then from there produce and whatnot more than likely expand somewhere (laughs) and because of this china's probably gonna follow suit and invade taiwan soon and the u.s is not gonna do anything either nato's not gonna do anything either and definitely not the u.n like u.n happens to be the peacekeepers but in order for you to be a peacekeeper like you have to fold somebody like you have to run up on somebody and say you can't do this shit so uh un is more like a conflict continuer (laughs) so there happens your uh there happens to be your little introduction to international politics right there and then obviously people taking advantage of the situation by offering discounts to their only fans and um also shifting the topic to the ukraine slash russia situation to distract from whatever stupidity they were caught for doing so um there you have it a summary of ukraine slash russia conflict And I hope you took something educational from this. So that's going to do it for me. Thanks again for listening. Again, go ahead and follow the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Play. And also go ahead and check out the new art piece I put out on my art account, which is at SlushyArt on Instagram. And also go ahead and follow the Bromar Show on Instagram, which is at the Bromar Show. So that's going to do it for me. So thanks again for listening. And until next time.